Yes, Lord, that is the cry of our hearts, that you come and change our hearts. Our burning desire is that our hearts would be like yours. That we can represent you well. That we can be the representative, the ambassador that you have called us to be. Thank you for the work that you've begun in our hearts and in our lives. And thank you that you will not stop, but you will truly take it on to completion. And we acknowledge that we are not a finished work as yet. But thank you that you will not let us go because we will not let go of the hem of your garment. We bless you. We love you. We're so grateful for you in our lives. And we are indebted with every part of our being because of what you've done for us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Mothers all around the world today are getting gifts and presents and this and that. And, but I think the greatest gift that you can give any mother is love and grace and mercy and forgiveness and thankfulness. So may you show gratitude to your mothers, yeah, if they're still around. Amen. When Thomas... Edison was a child. His teacher sent him home with a note which read, Your child is dumb. We don't have anything for him. Mrs. Edison wrote back, You do not understand my boy. I will teach him myself. Do any of you not know who Edmund was? He was the inventor of the incandescent light bulb, as we know it. Eh? Do you know that that was not... There were many other things... That he, that he invented and that he left a legacy in regards to, uh, he even did uh, motion pictures and many others. Okay? It's funny how that some people will write you off. Hey? Thank, thank the Lord for his mother that never wrote him off. Hello? I want you to know there's, there's someone else that will never write you off, and that is God. Even though anyone Everyone on this planet may say, you're useless, you're dumb, we can't use you, you're incapable, you're in, in, inept, in, unable, whatever. The, God will never say that to you. He's one that will never say that to you. Because all he wants is a willing and an open heart. My question to you this morning is, do you have a willing and open heart for him to use you? I would like to read Luke 1 verse 26 through to 31. Are you re reading it with me? Right. In the sixth month, God sent, this, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are, who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have, been, you have found favor with God. You will be with child and will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name. Jesus. I don't often do an allegorical sermon, but this is going to be that. My title this morning is 
being a carrier of God. Who of you women here have, des- have ever desired to carry an infant? Who of you? Please put up your hands. I'm just interested to know. Yeah? All of you. Why are you so shy to put up your hands? Please put up your hands if you ever had that dream in your heart. You see, it's, a, it's the dream of every woman, right? To give birth to a child. Right? Every woman. I certainly have never in my life had that dream. <laughs> and I never will. <laughs> Praise God, I was never, I've never been a woman and never will be. But this title says, being a carrier of God. And this is for both men and for women. It's for all of us. You might have desired to give birth to a child, but God wants to give greater things, birth in our life. Point one. God is calling you no matter, no matter where you are. God sends the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. Now, if you know the town of Nazareth, it was a small little village. It's probably something like Heinitzburg. They are not sure it's anything between 100 to 400 people. Maybe even less, they're not sure. So it's what you would regard as a what? An insignificant village. And where does God send his messenger to eh? insignificant village and you might come from an insignificant place you might come from an insignificant home God still wants to use you to be a carrier of his glory the question is are you willing hello are you willing is your life open You don't believe me about it being an insignificant poor village? Here we go. John 1 verse 46. I I don't think I put it on screen, did I? Nazareth came. uh, Nazareth. Can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Come and see, said Philip. People say, well, nothing good can come from there. Do not use your upbringing where you came from as an excuse. And say, but well... God can never use me. That's, that's a lie. That is an absolute lie. God does not wear, care where you come from. does not care about your history. He cares about the availability of your life, of your heart. However insignificant your life may have been to this point, he says, are you available to carry my glory? Number two. God calls you no matter what your plans. Verse 27, it said there to, uh, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. Now, in the Jewish, the usual age there to get married was for a man around 13 and a girl at the age of 12. Just by the way, so I'm very pro getting married young. I know many of you would disagree with me, but... If you want to eliminate fornication in this day and age, that is the recipe. 
However, now we want to push our kids to study and end up, they end up finishing studying at 25, 30. They've burned so, their hormones are all over the place. They burn so much with lust. And what end up doing? Sleeping with every Tom, Dick and Harry. And then have so much baggage to deal with in their lives. So I'm very pro marrying young. If you have been a godly parent to your children, I think it can work. No, no, I'll, ref- I'll change that. I believe it can work. Who have you got married young here? Please put up your hand. In, in, before you were, let's say, 20. Only one, two. Are you still married? Sure. I'm not saying it, it's going to work for everyone. But I sure can tell you, you will have a lot less immorality in the world and a lot less baggage to deal with. So I think it's a better thing, but the, the world has changed. And uh, yeah. Now, can you imagine Mary giving birth at the age of about, they don't know, about 14 years old? Okay? But that's not what I want to get to. It's, I, I said there, God calls you no matter what your plans. Now, she's betrothed to Joseph, and she plans to get married to him, right? Can you tell me, when you got engaged and you were going to get married, what did you do? What were your plans? What dress, what's my dress going to look like? And, you know, all my bridesmaids, what they're going to wear, and all of these kind of things. And you're planning the ceremony, you're planning the reception, the timetable, and how's this going to work, isn't it? Right? And suddenly here comes, let's put it in our day and age, because that's how it is. She's busy planning all these things, and suddenly Angel knocks on her door and says, Hello, I've got other plans. Can I share those plans with you that God wants to, to share with you? And he comes and he turns her life upside down. Are you willing to allow God to turn your life upside down? Are you willing to allow him to come and change your plans so that his will can prevail in your life? Can you understand this is what happened to this young lady? She had all these plans and betrothed to this man and we're going to do this. And and then suddenly the angel Gabriel comes and says, hello. I can tell you Mary was excited to marry Joseph. Like every young bride, they are very excited. I was so blessed. I did did a wedding at Fusion Boutique Hotel yesterday and you seldom see it. But here she enters. Stands at the entrance there and he's standing here and both of them burst out in tears. You don't see that anymore. You don't. Why? Because they've shacked up together. Nothing's, nothing's new, nothing's exciting anymore. But that, I must be honest, blessed my heart richly. Sadly, some of us are so busy with our plans and doing this and doing that. That even if God had to send the angel Gabriel to knock on your door, you wouldn't even know it's an angel. You'd say, oh, hello, sorry, I'm too busy. Bye. Hello? You laugh. Is it not true? So often we get so busy with the things of this world that God cannot even, doesn't even have the opportunity to speak to us. And to say, I have something, a, a different plan for you. May I encourage you? To say, Lord, I lay my plans aside and I ask you to come and plan 
for me instead. Point three, God wants carriers of his glory, of his presence, that are pure. The virgin's name was Mary. She was a virgin. She was pure sexually. I believe God wants you and I to be carriers of his glory, but he wants us to be pure of heart. I didn't say perfect. I never said that. No, God does not expect perfection because guess what? He knows you'll never get it. That's why he sent his son. That's why Jesus died on the cross because he knew it would never be the case. That's why we need him. That's why we worship him. Because he's worthy. Amen? But he wants us to be pure in heart. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven, says the Bible. And may we say to God, Lord, come and purify my heart that you can use me as an ambassador worthy of your glory, worthy of your honor. Because let me tell you, the world looks at every little part of your life. They scrutinize your life to the T. May we be carriers that are pure, pure in heart. Point four, God chooses you because you are highly favored. It says there, verse 28, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Every young Jewish girl of that time wanted to carry the Messiah. Do you know that? They all desired it. All of them. Just like all of you ladies said you, you desire to give birth to a child. Likewise, every single one of us should desire to be carriers of the glory of God. To be ambassadors in this broken, destroyed world. That we can come and bring healing and break the chains as we sang. God wants to use us to break chains in people's lives and hearts. The question is, however, are you available? Can he find a place in the womb of your heart where you say, you have your way. Use me as a vessel of honor for your name. She was favored, but so are you favored of God. You are God's highly favored individual. And he's calling you by name this morning. Number five. God calls you even though you might be troubled. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Who of you are troubled and think, yeah, there's no ways you can use me. I'm just not eloquent and I'm not this and I'm not that. And Come on, put up your hand if you think like that. I pray no one does. Praise God. That's the way it should be. We shouldn't be troubled. We should say, wow, what an honor, what a privilege. Not troubled and say, oh, well, you know, uh, this and uh, that and how come this and, you know, uh, what about... Uh, Moses was like that, hey? And many times we like that, let's be honest. Say, Lord, I'm not educated. I don't have enough knowledge. I don't... Uh, uh, I'm scared. Uh, you know, we use every excuse we can find in the book. And guess what? God doesn't buy it. Because he doesn't look for ability. He looks for availability. He will, all you need to do is say, Lord, here I am. 
And the Holy Spirit will bring back to remembrance what He's taught you. He will use you to the extent that you're willing to be used of Him. So may you never be troubled at Him choosing you. But may you be highly grateful for, for Him showing you favor. Number six, God commands us not to be afraid, but rather bold. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. If an angel had to come to you and say that, how would you, would you be afraid? What would you be afraid of? Well, Joe, I'm not married. In this day and age, people wouldn't even care. But she was not married. And here, she's going to be found out to be pregnant. Do you understand? In that day and age, it was a no-no. Okay? She was afraid. What are people going to think? She was afraid. Wow, I'm carrying. What a responsibility. What about yourself? Are you afraid of what people think about you? Or what will they say about you? Or you think you're better than me? Or any of those kind of things? And t sometimes we're afraid because we have different reasons to be afraid of. What will the people at work say about me? Or this or that. God, if God is for you, who on earth can be against you? May God grant you favor. Because He has placed favor upon you for purpose and not for status. Number seven, <clears throat> lastly, God wants us to carry his love and salvation to a broken world. You will be with child and you will give birth to a son and you will give him the name Jesus. What does the name Jesus mean? Savior. Messiah, Savior. Hey? And this is... And, you will give birth to the Savior. Imagine the responsibility. Do you understand the responsibility of being a carrier of the glory of God? That we are actually, in the spiritual, a carrier of the glory of God, the salvation that others can receive through Christ. What a massive... I mean, she was fearful because she thought, what a massive task. What a, do we even have fear in our life? Do we ever... Say, wow, what an honor, what a responsibility that you've placed. What a mantle, a cloak that you've placed upon my life. Wow, to represent you. Do we see that as an, a massive honor? I pray that we do. I pray that we will and say, Lord, use me. Use me for your glory. Use me for your namesake. And just... For you to know, you do not have to go to Timbuktu. On your doorstep, who, the people you work with, the people that you interact with on a daily basis, represent God well. May you birth Christ in their lives. May you deliver what God has impregnated and planted in your life into their lives without fear. Without shame. Without worrying what they all say. May you be bold. And an incredible ambassador for him. But once again I come back to the most important question is. Do you want to be a carrier of God and his glory? And is your heart open? Do you think that she could have said. No go. Do you think that she could have said that? 
Hey? Do you think Mary could have said, that's not going to happen? And it wouldn't have happened? Oh, I believe 100%. If she said no, it would not have happened. God would not, will not impose himself on you. Never. He'll never impose himself on you. And may you make your heart open and say, Lord, you can impose yourself upon me. My only heart's cry is that you would use me for your glory, not for mine. For your name and your name's sake, that I may help build your kingdom here on, he- here on earth as it is in heaven. So a recap. God is calling you no matter where you are. All of you, he's calling us. Will you find a heart that is open? Number two, God calls you no matter what your plans are. Irrespective of what you're busy with. He's calling you even today. Not through Angel Gabriel, through humble Ian, okay? I'm not an angel and I'm certainly not Gabriel. But I'm a servant of God to say, hey, God is calling you and I. Number three, God wants carriers that are pure. And when I say pure, not perfect, pure of heart. Okay? God chooses you because you are highly favored. Because He created you. Not because you're great in yourself, but because He has created and formed you for a destiny, a purpose to be used. Number five, God calls you even though you might be troubled, even though you might think that you're unable, incapable, He will give you the ability. Number six, God commands us not to be afraid, but rather bold. Especially in this day and age, be bold to speak out the oracles of our Savior. Number seven, God wants us to carry his love and salvation to an incredibly broken world. Man, this world is broken. It is shocking. I think most of us live relatively, if I can put it, sheltered lives. But if you really... If you speak to, I don't know, but there are a lot of broken people out there. There are a lot, and they're right on your doorstep, I promise you. The question is, though, are you willing to share the Savior? Or are you going to keep him to yourself forevermore? Because I believe he wants us to give birth. So let me share with you the glory of my Savior. Let me share with you the goodness of my Lord. Would you do that? Will you open your heart and say, I want to be a God carrier today. Come, let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person here. I thank you that you have called us by name. Thank you that your favor rests upon every single person in this place. Thank you that it's your desire that we represent you and represent you well. I thank you for every person in this place. I pray that you would come purify our hearts and our minds and our spirits, that we would be ambassadors that represent you in, the, in a manner that would, fi- that would be fitting in your sight. I pray that you would use us as vessels of honor to bring healing and restoration and wholeness in the lives of the broken individuals out in the streets, our next-door neighbors, whatever the case may be. Lord, I pray that you would use us, that we would give, in a sense, birth, that we would share 
what you have done in our lives with others. And that we wouldn't be afraid or worried about what anyone may think or say. I pray that you would grow your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And that you would use us and we would be a great part of setting other people that are in bondage free. Because we've chosen to be a carrier of your glory, of your love, of your mercy, of your kindness, of your favor. We pray this in your precious name. Amen and amen.